welcome to the Busted Bloomers podcast. This is the Zoe and Grammy show and it's starring Lois and Zoe Coatsworth. The Busted Bloomers are all about getting together with the locals who happen to give back to the community in their own unique ways. And if you'd like to be featured on the next Busted Bloomers episode, contact us at bustedbloomers at gmail.com. starting okay so lois who do we have on the show today today we're going to have your mom my mom carrie riddle yeah and she's a school psychologist for charleston county school district she was on the crisis team for a while she's not anymore but she was like on the crisis team for you know in the area and she is a yoga instructor in the community who is helping the community and helping out and constantly bettering herself and learning new things to teach yoga and elevate the community as a whole. That's wonderful. I know. And she's my daughter-in-law and a great mom. We're so proud of her. We are proud of her. We love her. We, we do love her. We do. It's true. All right, guys. Enjoy the interview. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Well, good. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. Well, we brought you on here today to talk about your yoga and how yoga has impacted uh, the community around you and, you know, through tough times and everything. So, um... Yeah, we wanted to start off just by asking, um, how'd you get into yoga? How'd you start? Oh my gosh. Um, I have practiced yoga for, I don't know, almost 30 years. I started yoga on um, a VHS tape by um, Rodney Yee. So I would put it in the VCR when I'd get off work and um, just start learning some of the yoga poses on video. So you're old? Yes, that I am. <laughs> well, how long did you practice yoga before you got serious about it? Oh, like I said, probably close to 30 years. Um, I always loved yoga. I loved the idea of just moving my body, how it helped move different emotions. And um, no matter what I felt like before I would practice yoga, sometimes I would do it just as a stress reliever when I'd come home from work. Um, so I might feel really stressed or tensed out. Um, but after practicing, you know, some mindful movements and syncing my breath to those movements, I was always amazed at how much better I felt at the end of a practice. That's very nice. So is yoga spiritual for you then in, in some way? Yeah, I mean, so when we talk about yoga, there's eight different limbs of yoga. And the actual physical part, which is called the asanas, um, that's only one of those limbs. So yeah, a big part of it is spiritual. It is being able to quiet your body so that you can connect to your mind. Um, you know, getting all that energy, sometimes it's just frenetic energy, 
uh, like I said earlier, tension, stress, anxiety, um, moving things around so that you can start to quiet down your brain. And then really um, listen, listen to your soul, listen to what's inside. So um, I read that there's different chakras in your body. Is that spiritual as well? Or is that like a real anatomical thing? That's such a good question. So it's when we talk about chakras, that's part of your energy body. And if you were to do a scan, so let's say maybe a um, functional MRI scan where you could look at different structures in your body, like your brain. Um, but if we would try to scan the chakras, no, you would not see them. Um, like I said, they're um, energetic bodies. And so they're, they're almost described, the word chakra means wheel. So these wheels of energy um, and there's hundreds of chakras throughout your entire body, but there's seven key chakras that um, we typically teach in yoga that literally run the length of your spine um, or the shishumna um, line of energy, which is that energy going straight up and down your spine. Interesting. Lois, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, we were wondering if you have to be certified. So certified to teach yoga or to practice yoga? Yes, mm -hmm. to teach. Yeah, so um, typically there's a couple different ways to go, um, but 200 hour would be um, the, the minimal amount of teacher training that is expected if you are going to teach yoga in a studio or in the community. So if you get certified to teach, then you could go do workshops and um, teach the community? Yeah, yeah. So and a lot of 200 is probably the most common, um, but there's also a 500 hour training. And a lot of times those are immersion trainings where you would take a retreat, maybe even go to some sort of exotic country like Bali or Costa Rica and um, complete your training there. Um, there's a lot of local ones as well. But yeah, so it's either a 200 or 500, but 200 hour is your minimum requirement to be able to teach in the community. Nice. And so you've completed the, the certification already, correct? Correct. I completed a 200-hour at Charleston Community Yoga here in Charleston. And so after that certification, how did you go on to help the community after that? How did you go on to teach the community? So, you know, a big part of who I am is being able to give back to the community, the community that I live in, the community that I work in. And so as a school psychologist, which is, you know, my, my real job, my day to day, um, I knew that I would somehow want to use my training with yoga to give back to the school community that I work in. And so um, I was teaching yoga during lunchtime to um, students during recess, and I'd get a lot of really um, fun and cute kids that would show up. That was sort of on a first come, first serve basis. I would roll out the yoga mats, 
on the sidewalk on the way out to the field for recess. And as soon as the mats would fill up, um, we would start our, our little class. I also offered um, yoga to the special education classes. Um, one of the classes had a lot of students that were on the autism spectrum. And so one thing that we know about students with autism is they have a hard time transitioning from one environment to the next. And if you think about getting to school in the morning, you're transitioning not just from the home environment, you transition onto the school bus and then into school. And so sometimes we would see some behavioral issues with those students because of multiple transitions before we would even ask them to sit still in their chairs and be ready to learn. So I would go in in the morning, we would get started with a little bit of yoga, we would do um, some meditation, and it really changed their day, it changed their ability to be able to sit and, um, again, just be ready to learn to receive instructions from their teachers. Uh, and then one other way that I gave back in the community was through um, our wrestling, our sports team at the high school. So our coach for the wrestling team approached me and asked if I would um, help out with the wrestlers. Um, you know, we know they, they need to be pretty limber athletes. And so um, I started once a week teaching yoga to the wrestlers after school. And those were high school wrestlers, yes? Yeah, I mean, there were a few middle school kids that were on the team, but the majority were high school. And how did they take to that, just knowing being a high schooler myself? I know some teenagers are like, oh, this is, this is dumb. This isn't gonna, I don't want to do yoga. So how did they, how did they take to doing your class? So I, you know what, that's such a good question. One of the really cool things about wrestlers is they really don't give a rip what other people think. Um, they are pretty tough little beasts. I'll be honest. They already have to overcome this whole uniform that they wear. Have you seen what they wear? It's called a singlet. Um, it's almost like those uh, little tidy whitey. <laughs> it's like they're extended tidy whiteys. <laughs> yeah. So if you think about that, if they've overcome putting themselves into a singlet, they don't care um, about anybody maybe judging them for, for practicing yoga. In fact, our yoga sessions were in the cafeteria at West Ashley High School after school. And so you would have all kinds of groups of kids, you know, coming through at different times. Um, and no, the boys, they were great. They enjoyed it. They looked forward to it, especially um, I would always do visualization with them at the end of their meditation, especially if they had a meet that night. Um, I would have them imagine walking into the gym, hearing the crowd, seeing familiar faces in the crowd, looking at um, their coach's face, et cetera, looking at their opponent all the way into um, wrestling their opponent and then the takedown and all the way up until the judge raising their arm, you know, as the champion. And uh, we always joke that that was sort of their secret weapon. Um, was that visualization. There's not one Olympic athlete out there that does not use meditation or visualization to get to the level that they're at. Very cool. Yeah. And this was during um, pre-COVID. Yes. So that's all pre-COVID. Um, <clears throat> right now, you know, COVID has really changed a lot as far as um, being able to offer yoga in the community. 
I will say um, every Monday after school at my middle school, um, I do offer yoga to the teachers, to the admin, student concern specialists right after school. And we just roll out our mats on the outside of the building, on the sidewalk. And it's usually, you know, 30, 45 minutes of mindful movement and meditation. During the COVID, I heard that you um, were doing some classes in your backyard to help for the neighbors. Yeah, so over the summer, um, I would um, have two different nights a week where I offered yoga on the back porch. And over the summer, I have just flowers everywhere in my garden. So we just sort of coined it the yoga oasis. And um, people would come over, they would, you know, walk or ride their bike just head to the backyard and I would teach an hour yoga class. How did you get the word out about that? Um, well, that was something that I did over our um, community Facebook page. So does that mean that your backyard yoga was through community yoga or is it just a Carrie's <laughs> yoga, yoga workshop? Um, it was just an hour. It was a donation-based class where they could donate to, you know, my Venmo or just bring cash um, to um, just practice for an hour from me. That wasn't through a studio. All right. So do you th were those packs or were those classes pretty packed or were, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess there was, you know, social distancing. So how, I guess what I'm trying to ask is how many people would come to a class and how many would you allow? Yeah. So on the back porch, I would space it out. I think six was the max that I could have with having six feet of distance. Um, but it typically was about four people that would show up on a constant basis for those backyard sessions. Yeah. And so I guess this probably brought the neighborhood and, you know, the community together during, because this was during, you know, when COVID first happened, right? Yeah, when people were still um, pretty much on lockdown, weren't, um, you know, it was before the restaurants opened back up and it was um, a time where I think people started going stir crazy. So being able to offer something outside um, during the summer in Charleston is kind of hard because the weather... <laughs> Can get really hot so I would do the classes at seven o'clock at night once the sun would go down and you know it was still pretty hot but um you know hot yoga is a thing so um we would get nice and sweaty and just get our yoga on it's very nice um so coming out of COVID now then what are you what are you working on now um so right now I continue to teach and offer to teach um, the faculty members at my middle school. Um, as far as any other type of community or donation based classes, I don't have anything that's in the works right now. I will say um, the studio that I work with, um, which is community yoga, we'd held a um, donation based class about two weeks ago. Um, for our veterans with PTSD that take um, surf classes. And so the donations from the class that I taught at the studio was going to pay for surf lessons for our warriors um, that are learning how to surf. Hmm. What's in the future for your yoga? What's the next step? 
So the next step is I just completed a training on um, combining the 12 steps, um, you know, for, of recovery with yoga and a deeper dive of the seven chakras. Um, and so the next step for me is um, I have recently been signed on with a contract to teach yoga for recovery at a treatment facility that is going to be opening in April. <clears throat> so I'll be doing that five days a week. And could you, uh, what kind of recovery are you talking about? Uh, like, is this alcohol? Is this alcoholics? Is this drug abuse? What kind of what kind of people are you helping? Um, it's substance abuse, so it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, um, and that's the cool thing about the twelve steps. The twelve steps really is designed for any type of recovery. You know, so there's like overeaters, right? There's um, children of alcoholics, etc. So it's the same 12 steps that any of those different programs would follow. Um, but my focus at the treatment center will be drugs and alcohol recovery. Well, that sounds like you got a lot going for you right now. My, I guess my last question today is, do you think, so you're still working in the schools right now, right? Yes. So my last question is, do you think eventually you're going to take up yoga as a whole and that going to be the the only thing you're doing because it sounds like you're really contributing to the community and it sounds like you're giving back so do you um do you think that's ever going to be a full time for you um i don't really know how to answer that question all i know is that there are some steps um in place you know um to bring a lot more yoga to um, the community and you know again through that treatment facility um, I don't know if it's something that I'll end up doing full time, but I can absolutely see myself doing something where I am maybe a wellness director helping connect um, not just yoga, but other forms of wellness um, to the community, et cetera. Sounds very nice, Carrie. Well, it was nice talking to you, and that's all we've got today. Lois, do you have anything to add? Yeah, it's just really interesting and uh, very admire you for what you're what you're doing. So mm -hmm. thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I admire the two of you for what you're doing for you know, um, seeing what's going on in the community and then acknowledging those people that are giving back. I think what what an amazing way for the two of you to give back to the community. Just getting the word out. Thank you. Thank you, and I hope to talk to you again soon. You as well. Thank you for having Probably. me. Well, that was very interesting. What did you think about the interview? What was your favorite part? I loved hearing about how your mom's taking all this these hours for her certification. Uh, learned about chakras. Never heard of that before. You know, it, actually, I, I wonder like if you're getting a massage, if they know about chakras. Because don't you think, like, if you massaged a chakra, wouldn't that relax you or something? I, I have no idea, Zoe. You have to ask your, your mom. Yeah. But, you know you know what I'm saying, though? Like, when you get a massage, if they knew about your chakras, then just be like... Your tense points. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That was very smart. Massage people might know about chakras, y'all. 
And I liked how your mom uh, helped out her neighborhood by having a yoga class. I'm sure the ladies enjoyed that. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. There's always people at our house. That's true. That's special. It was. It was nice. It was a nice thing to do for the community, for our neighborhood. And what about the future, working with a uh, drug or rehab center? What did you think of that? I thought that was pretty cool. Honestly, I don't know how she came upon to getting that, but she did. And I remember she was in her classes, and she'd do them every night, and then she'd always, you know, tell us what she learned. So I think she's really excited about that, and that's always good for the teacher to be excited about what they're teaching, not just yoga, but in education too, so. Yeah, and anyone listening knows now that there are such classes. I didn't know there was yoga classes for that. Yeah, and now you have to get certified for different kinds of yoga classes. That's right. Because I know... Like equine therapy, you have to get certified for that. That's a different certification. Right. So it was pretty interesting. Now we know. Yes. It was a great interview. Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to Carrie. And uh, we'll say, anyways, see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Busted Bloomers podcast. You can catch us next week for a brand new episode. Hey, Zoe. Yes, Grammy. I want you to always remember, you are kind, you are smart, and you, Grammy, are so busted.